Hi everyone, and welcome to the Practice Growth with Praz podcast. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, CFO and co-founder at Dr. Multimedia, where for the last 10 years, I've been helping practices grow all across the country. We started this podcast so we could dive deeper into the issues around practice growth, from online marketing to the way you run your business. We know doctors are busy people and you don't have a lot of time to study these kinds of topics, so we're hoping this audio podcast makes it really easy to stay up to date with what's going around the country. We'll be interviewing top doctors, successful practice managers, and other experts in the field. Without further ado, let's get started. And hello, everyone. Uh, We are so excited. As you may know, this is episode two of season two, a whole new production here at Practice Growth with Praz and Dr. Multimedia. Uh, We just filmed episode one yesterday where I gave you a little bit of background about the differences between the seasons and what's exciting. This time around, if you're tuning in, you see the new equipment, you see the new backdrop, uh, and also a different approach to the content. So uh, if you did tune in to episode one, you know that we are taking a a much deeper look at individual stories, uh, talking about what we're actually experiencing on a day-to-day basis here at Dr. Multimedia, what our clients are saying, what our new clients are saying, um, and just the changes that we're seeing in the field and all across. Um, And that was kind of the inspiration that we are working with still, and it's providing a ton of rich content. So if you haven't checked out episode one, definitely go back, uh, listen to that, episode one of season two, that is, and uh, listen to the story of a young vision therapist out of uh, El Paso slash Houston and what he's going through. So that said, for today, I want to take a look at a trend that we're seeing all across the country uh, in all areas of medicine. And specifically, we're going to relate it to a situation that I ran into last week uh, with a prospective client. Not even a client yet. So sometimes we're just talking about the stories that you know we encounter. And this was actually the story of a new dental practice that opened in the last few months. And I spoke to this prospect for about 15 to 20 minutes before it came out that this dental practice is only open on Saturdays. And I know that's extremely confusing on, you know, first listen, uh, how could that be? But the background here is a very successful doctor runs a successful practice out in the Southern California, you know, LA area. He's got his main practice Monday through Friday, busy, bustling, booked out in advance. Well, he's got a vacation home, uh, you know, in another part of LA, I can't, uh, by the beach. And so he goes there on the weekends with his family and he figured, hey, he's there on the weekends. It's a laid back time. Why not see some patients at a location out there because he can offer Saturday visits. And obviously if he would get himself an associate or Uh, someone working part-time, they could potentially do Sundays, and you could have a weekend practice going and actually capitalize on one of the hardest things for a doctor to do with multi-locations is to be in two places at once. It creates a huge strain on the system to be going back and forth, especially depending on the distance. As you can imagine, LA is not the city where you want to be traveling large distances all the time if you can help it. So he found a way to take his location, which was already changing on a weekly basis, and now find a business purpose out of that. And obviously, if he builds this right, his Saturday appointments could essentially fund his weekend vacations for him and his family 
uh, to their second home or their vacation home. And now, you know, when most people on the weekend are just spending money and not generating it, he's actually covering his costs, breaking even or maybe even profiting. And now you're talking about the next level of business ownership where everything you do is paid for in advance by your work. That's really a wonderful place to be, you know, a different topic for a different day. But cash flow is really the key to everything, in my opinion, and it's what we've been building here at Dr. Multimedia. So the the lesson out of this, to just to get back to the, the story real quick, it took that long for it to come out that this was a Saturday-only practice right now. And the backdrop is that his marketing wasn't going that well. Well, his previous marketing company was not doing anything different in regards to the fact that he was only open Saturdays, their Google business page listed hours Monday through Friday, the website didn't specify when the practice was open. So you can imagine if anyone was finding his new website for his new practice, which they weren't, but if they were to find it, your first thought is not going to be that this practice is closed Monday through Friday and that I should call on Saturday or if I call the book an appointment on Tuesday, all you've got for me is three Saturdays from now where you can squeeze me in, right? That's not anyone's natural inclination. And they were not marketing themselves in a way that was different than any other of the practices in the very busy, densely populated you know, beach area of Los Angeles. So yeah, he was having a hard time being found. He wasn't ranking on searches. He wasn't showing on the map because how are you, this is what I explained to the doctor, <clears throat> excuse me, um, how are you going to show high in rankings and on a map when your practice gets one fifth or one seventh of the traffic uh, that as all of your competitors, all the practices right around you, Google would be foolish to be showing you as an option when you get such a small amount of traffic and when your business can cater to such a small group of people. You know, if there was a pre-filter, if Google, when someone typed in dentist in Huntington Beach, if Google could then ask you, are you interested in a dentist open Saturdays, only open on Saturdays, and then filter out the searches. Yeah, that would be a great world to live in. If you say yes, I bet you he shows number one on that list. And if you say no, I bet he doesn't show at all. So you can see how he was employing a very general strategy for a very unique situation and being frustrated with the results, you know, and understandably so. He's open four days a month. So his results are going to be spread out over the course of four weeks of what someone else would do in one week, you know, or five days in that week. And you can't even compare. So the reason I'm sharing all of this is once that information was revealed, it flipped the entire marketing plan in, in a direction that I'm really excited about and that I think very highly of, which is forget trying to compete with any of the other dentists. They are not your competition in the area, despite what you think. If you market this practice correctly, your only competition are other dentists that are open Saturdays. And if that's the case, show me that list of dental practices, and then I am pretty confident in my abilities to get you to the top of that list. And Google now more than ever, thanks to Google My Business, knows when you're open, 
If people are searching for a dentist on Saturdays and you're open, they're going to give you preference. If you're an emergency dentist and you're open at night and that's when someone's Googling around, it's going to show that you're open. So there are a ton of built-in advantages here that don't require 24-7 staffing of your phone to provide these concierge services. So for a moment, let's kind of take a step back. Um, If you're younger or of the younger generation, let's pick an arbitrary age. Um, we'll, we'll use my age. I'm 36. So let's say if you're under 36, this is all probably going to be completely native to you and the way that you operate. And if you're older than 36, I don't want to generalize, but maybe this is foreign, or at least you had to adopt this kind of mentality, um, or you're still getting used to it, or you're discovering it for the first time. So what I'm talking about is the age of convenience. These days, what it seems that everyone is willing to pay for is convenience and speed and having your problem solved now. Um, And the ability to do that powers some of the biggest businesses, you know, in the world today, or at least the most successful or the fastest growing businesses. So, you know, there's Amazon Prime, which is incredibly fast in its own right and mind boggling. And then there's Amazon Prime now which if you live in a city lucky enough to have that service, we certainly do here in San Diego, it's, it's almost life-changing in a lot of ways. You can, if you, for those that don't know, you can go onto Amazon. It, they have the product in their Amazon Prime Now store. It's a different app than regular Amazon. It's not just regular Prime. But if you go into Prime Now and you buy something, you can typically have it delivered within two hours to your house. Um, or business. So, and not to mention that, depending where you are in the city, sometimes it's even faster. You can pay for a one hour window. You can schedule the delivery later in the day if you're at work. It's truly an amazing feat of convenience. You know, our videographers here in, in at the office at Dr. Multimedia were short some equipment one day or needed something for a shoot. Rather than have to leave the office, go to the store, pick it up, come back, they just hopped on Prime Now and we had it delivered within two hours they went and they did something else for two hours they came back they had everything they needed so it can dramatically increase the speed at which we move you know from my house in la jolla if i go on uh you know typically because of my distance to the warehouse they will even beat the delivery windows that they give me so let's say they guarantee delivery between 5 and 7 p.m Oftentimes, I've noticed that the package is there by 4.30 or 4.45 p.m., even ahead of the window. So uh, this is life-changing in a couple of ways, right? So the first, obviously, is that I don't have to do anything. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't even have to wait two days anymore. So where Amazon used to solve a lot of problems for me, like my trash bags or my my dryer sheets or soap, things that I just need all the time, uh, but when I really needed something like toilet paper, I couldn't just prime, prime it and wait two days. I had to go to the store, the convenience store, or call someone and ask them to pick it up. Now I can solve all of those problems instantly. So Amazon's able to capture a lot more of my business. But especially out here in Southern California, it can actually be faster in real time for me to shop on Prime Now and have it delivered to my house than it is to get in my car, go to Target, walk around the store, buy something, get in my car and come back. Like forget all the other things I could be doing with my time and be productive and earn the money to pay for whatever I just bought. 
they can even beat me in real time for certain things that I need and not to just spend time talking about Amazon, but Amazon is partnered with Whole Foods, so I can get my groceries through Prime now and certainly better than stopping at Whole Foods on my way home from work and having to go grocery shopping. I can just go straight home and my groceries are sitting there. And yes, it's more expensive, right? I pay a $5 delivery fee and then maybe I tip the the driver on top of that. So maybe yes, I'm spending maybe five to 10 more dollars than I would, but myself and especially the younger generation than me are happy to pay that money for convenience. And it's not just all about Amazon. I think they're just the easiest to relate and the ones pushing the envelope as fast as possible. But you know, it's at the core principles of Uber and Lyft, right? I'll pay a couple extra bucks you know, to not have to deal with anything and just have a car ride show up. Um, Airbnb, you can book those last minute, you can book something for tonight, you'll pay some extra fees. Really everything we do, delivery fees, add-ons, is people are charging us a couple extra dollars for the convenience and the speed that they're bringing us you know, our products. And that's definitely the world, the way the world seems to be working now and what, what appeals to people, at least when you just look around at their regular consumer behavior. So, okay, back to medicine. So this same concept of convenience and speed, and I want it now, and I just want to tap on my phone until I get it, carries its way all the way through to medical practices, right? So if I am a millennial and I'm working probably hourly, you know, especially in the bigger cities, I would rather not have to call in to work in the afternoon take time off before my appointment, during my appointment, after my appointment, possibly lose the entire afternoon of work, not make any money, and on top of that have a bill to pay, all so I can get to the dentist, which I have to do. But that is how it works for most dental practices. You're open nine to five, maybe eight to six, Monday through Friday, and that's that. So especially those of us that are older are used to it, right? You get scheduled for a dental appointment, yep, I'm gonna need to take time off work, that's just how it is. But, and, and that's how it goes. I want, I have to go to the dentist. But if there's an alternative to that, which doesn't require taking off of work, whether it's late nights, whether it's like this Saturday practice out in Huntington Beach, people will jump all over that. Not just young people working hourly, business owners, maybe you yourself being a busy doctor. When you can take care of something at a time that's convenient for you, that has a lot of value. You know, I've mentioned Dr. Esham's practice, my personal dentist here in La Jolla, many times, especially if you watched our earliest jam sessions. I used him as a great example. One of the reasons I started going to him, besides a word of mouth referral, was the fact that he was open Saturdays. You know, not only do I not want to call in, I don't I don't want to miss any time at work. I like being in the office, there's a lot going on. I don't like going home and having a whole bunch of things to catch up on. I would. I don't want to go to the dentist during the week, but Dr. Esham had Saturdays, so I didn't have to. I'll wake up early on a Saturday and sacrifice a little bit of sleep if it's something that I don't have to deal with during the week. So I started going to him for that. Well, maybe I was in the minority. Maybe it just wasn't profitable. I don't know, but he cut back from having every Saturday to one Saturday a month. So now my appointments were a little harder to book out. I wasn't always getting the Saturdays that I wanted. So when I went in earlier this week and got my cleaning, 
I scheduled out my next four appointments all on Saturdays to take up those spots because they're really valuable to me. Now, the one time I couldn't get a Saturday, I chose to go in at 6 p.m. on a Monday because on Monday they had late night hours. They had their last appointment at 6 p.m. So I was trading one convenience for another. I still don't want to take any time off of work. And if you can't see me on Saturday, super appealing for me to come in Monday at six. I'll leave the office a little bit early, make it to you by six, be home by seven, not miss any real time. You can imagine for someone that works until 5 p.m., that's a huge convenience boost. So I'm literally making my buying decisions and where uh, choosing a dentist and a practice based off of schedule, which is if offered a convenience that a lot of people would like. That's why this concept of a Saturday only dental practice can even exist is there are enough people now and more and more that would like to come in on Saturdays. Same with after hours. You know, I've told the story of a dental practice that I saw that was inside an apartment complex and they probably could survive just off of the people that live in this in this apartment complex. It was huge and they were open late, you know, millennials welcome, no insurance needed because they understood their clientele. Um, and even if that's opening later and staying open later, you know, it's a way to capture more business. So, you know, where are we going with all of this, you know, in terms of, why are we talking about this online marketing podcast? Well, one, if you don't cater to convenience and concierge style service, definitely consider it. And it's not just dental practices, right? We see mobile veterinarians. Uh, we see people doing in-house euthanasias for pets. We see end-of-life care. Uh, we see a lot of people, especially those with disposable income, willing to pay for you to come to the house and deliver services, whether it's dog training or personal training. Uh, I'm sure celebrities and high-end, um, you know, high-worth individuals pay for conveniences like stylists or, or barbers to come to their place, take care of it, you know, and be on their way. So the world of technology and interconnectedness is allowing these kind of industries to pop up because of the concept of Uber. Let me click, see who's available. I'll come on over. The internet can link us up. That's spreading. So whether you're an optometry practice, whether you're a dentist, whether you are, like we talked about, that vision therapist that's going out on his own, he's willing to come to you and provide a convenience that makes his service more appealing than possibly even a better provider that doesn't have that flexibility. So one, if you can offer it, Look at the logistics. You know, I, I don't know all the inner workings of your particular practice, but if you can make the numbers work, there's a huge advantage because two, once you do it, now you have to market it. That's where we come in, right? Whether it's me, whether it's Dr. Multimedia, whether it's you and your website company, whatever the case may be, you have to promote these things. It doesn't help me that Dr. Esham is open on Saturdays if I don't know about it. It doesn't help if he's open late if his Google My Business page says he closes at five. I'm not going to call asking if you're open and if you have any late night appointments when the internet's telling me otherwise. The website not only has to have the hours, it has to promote the hours. So the plan, you know, should this uh, dentist choose to work with us, is to spin his website into entirely about the fact that he's open Saturdays and come on in and are you a busy working professional do you have Saturdays free are you trying to save a couple hours during the week are you vacationing in Huntington Beach from the normal place where you live in LA Monday through Friday right he's not the only one so all of these things add up plus oh hey did you know we're the only dentist open in Huntington Beach on Saturday so if you have a dental emergency come on in you don't have to wait till Monday to see your regular provider 
so many ways to market strictly convenience. And then like I alluded to earlier, you're not competing with everyone else. You're competing with the practices that are willing to offer the same convenience that you are. That's your only competition. If you do a good job of promoting this convenience or this concierge service, people will naturally gravitate it, especially will gravitate towards it, especially in the moments that they need it. Right. So the Google My Business page said open Saturdays. If the website said open Saturdays, dental emergencies on a Saturday, give us a call. I'm willing to bet that if we double down on that kind of marketing, that it wouldn't be long before he could fill Sundays as well. And now he can be a weekend practice and it might not even have to be him. And when you're ramping up, you can do by appointment only. So you're not wasting your entire Saturday or Sunday if that's what you're concerned about. You're not staffing a Sunday when there's two appointments, right? Start with a by appointment only, take the request, but be available. Allow the concept, push it within your practice, tell everyone about it. Because the other thing that happens that frustrates the newer generation is because they're used to a world of convenience, when they call their doctor and ask for an appointment and you're booked solid for two and a half weeks, and the next appointment they can get is three weeks from now, well, no matter how much they love you, a lot of them will quickly leave you for another option that they can see sooner, just for better or worse. It's how our brains are wired, instant gratification. Social media is not helping with that, but I want it now, and if I can get it now, that's better than getting a better product later, the exact opposite of um, pleasure delaying or you know delayed gratification. So, okay, while I'm sitting here for three weeks getting impatient, someone mentions an option that's available to me now or on the weekend, I go to it and sometimes I forget to even call you and cancel my appointment. I'm so happy that my need got taken care of. I'm on to the next thing. So especially if you're a new practice, if you're looking to fill some slots, if you're trying to figure out where you're going to get new business from, if you're getting beat out by your competitors, do something different from them and market the heck out of it. Do Instagram lives on Saturday. Do Facebook lives on Saturday at the practice. Promote, promote, promote your competitive advantage. Competitive advantages are not just that you're a little better at medicine than the other provider or your staff's a little bit nicer or whatever you think your competitive advantage is. If it's not available to people, they don't care. So if you're, your competitive advantage, if you're new, can literally be that you're more available and you can pay more attention and you can cater to their schedule and you will, you will schedule a Saturday for that busy executive um, that doesn't want to have to come in and deal with sitting in the waiting room with 20 other people. You know what? I'll book you a private appointment Saturday. Can you come in at 10? I'll open up the practice at 9.45. You want to come in? There is a Saturday appointment fee. You know, it's an extra $50. But if that's worth it to you, let's go ahead and get this done. Anybody who values their time over money will pay a fee for convenience, sometimes way more than you could ever imagine being on the other side of that billing. If you told me I didn't have to wait, that I could come in and that you could just see me right away, that I could be five minutes late and it's not a big deal because I'm the only appointment, I would gladly pay, you know, a couple, not even just a couple extra bucks. I'd pay a lot of extra bucks to know that I can get in and out and operate the way that I want. And other highly successful people or highly busy people with 
with income will often do the same, especially the way that we're being trained right now. So yes, back to our individual story, market the heck out of Saturdays. Make sure the entire city knows that you're the dental office that's open on Saturday. Come on in, check us out. Not just emergencies. Oh, you know, waiting too long for your normal provider? Come on in. Having tooth pain? Don't wait. We'll see you on Saturday. We'll get you fixed up. Go back to your normally scheduled cleanings. You know, have at it. The amount of business that, that, and word of mouth that that will generate, you know, if I find a great service um, that's convenient and saves time, you know, the first person I'm telling, my business partner, and then, you know, probably my significant other right after that, because I want them to save time and I know they value time versus money. And they will, and if they're hearing about it from me and I've already vetted the, the business and I'm swearing by it, that's probably their next call. Or certainly if their current provider does anything to make them upset or question if that's the right practice for them, you know, they're gone. They're going to try it out. So when you think about that concept, you know, I, I pick on dentists because, you know, personally, when I was in my early 20s and I had Friday off and I could not find a dentist in Phoenix that would be open on Fridays that I could see in my coverage. Um, and it was horrible. I think I went years without seeing the dentist because I didn't have Monday through Thursday as an option. I worked in the afternoon. I wasn't going to wake up in the morning, you know, being lazy and young. And it had to be Fridays or no go. So until I found a provider that fit my schedule, I wasn't in any I wasn't in any pain. Uh, everything seemed fine with my teeth. A little dirty, yeah, but no big deal. And then I got a deep cleaning once every, you know, 18 months or whatever the case may be when I found a dentist that worked. And I moved around town a lot um, every year back then. So I'd constantly be having to find new providers and put this stuff off. And that was eight or 10 years ago at this point. So that's becoming more of the norm. And doctors ask us all the time, you know, how do we attract younger clientele? How do we capture this millennial working market? You know, how do I get more referrals? And they're, they're, the reason that they're failing is they're going about the traditional methods, trying to fill their books with people that aren't subscribing to the same philosophies on how their time and how their scheduling should occur and when you should be available. And there's, you know, Kind of the only in a business like that, the only way is to be open more hours or to have more doctors is really the only way to see more patients other than to just get faster. But, you know, that'll only get you so far. So it's a very interesting concept. Combine that now with what I'm seeing constantly, which is subleasing. I'm seeing a lot of practices leasing at whether you're a chiropractor or one form of doctor. I see a lot of practices subleasing out a room, you know, exam room or a table or a chair to another doctor who wants to part-time build their individual practice or get a following off the ground. So we're seeing lots of subleasing. So if you're having trouble making ends meet and your business is only running five days a week and you can't really take on the overhead of running it seven days a week, especially without the guaranteed appointments, maybe you can use your facility and all the equipment that just sits there not generating revenue on Saturday and Sunday and lease the space out to someone who does want to work on the weekends or in the evenings and provide that convenient service and charge extra for it, right? I'm not saying you have to have the same prices or lower prices. I'm saying in today's world, you can have higher prices and people will pay for the convenience of speed, schedule, availability. 
that's what we pay for these days. You know, prices are generally the same. You can get anything online from about 75 different places for roughly the same cost. It's usually who's going to ship it to you the fastest and has the best reviews that's going to win out. So you can use your space or you can team up with an associate even if you personally don't want to work those hours. You know, I, can, I almost hear it in the minds of a lot of my listeners when I talk about Saturdays or evenings. Like, I, I don't want to work those hours. That's my family time. You know, I'm already tired enough as it is. I don't, I'm, o- I'm overworked. I can't do it. Sounds great, but I can't do it. Don't do it. No one's asking you to be the person to be around. Find someone who is. A lot of very young, ambitious, hungry, driven doctors out there that are business-minded who are associates at a normal bigger practice or corporate setting or just getting their feet wet that would love to moonlight a little bit and learn on the go. You know, as I talked about in the last episode, this soft idea of entrepreneurship and building your own practice without needing a big check from a bank and a huge loan and getting a following going and doing mobile work and doing in-home work. Uh, we're seeing it all across the country right now, and it's extremely successful. And then you can leverage that into a practice that starts with revenue from day one, and then you can also serve you know, a much larger group of people. So there are so many ways to take your practice and have it provide this convenience or this concierge-style service or even just subleasing space and being a, a mini landlord, you know, for another doctor, um, the opportunities are there. And if you're one of the first, it's always usually better to be second or third, but if you're the first, that's okay to offer it in your area. The buzz and the word of mouth that it will create will often make up any losses that you're taking on because your regular practice will actually be busier because of the word of mouth about this really cool convenience you have, right? I'm going to tell everybody about how there's a dentist open Saturdays that's right across the street from the office that's really, really great, and I highly recommend it. One, as an employer, anytime I see someone calling out for a dental appointment, I'm going to double check with them and see if they'd be a good fit for this dentist because then they wouldn't have to call out. Uh, But two, I'm also just pumped on the services and I'm mentioning it. Now, someone can hear me talking, and think that that's cool, but not need a Saturday appointment, but still consider calling this dentist because I'm raving about them. So the word of mouth about the convenience or the features or what you're doing that's special extends well beyond just the appointments that you're offering or what makes you special and actually increases your awareness you know, across the board. Um, you know, I haven't thought this one through, but what comes to mind are when um, fast food places do those giveaways, right? The ones I'm used to are sporting events. If the team scores 100 points, everybody gets a free taco at Taco Bell, or it's National, uh, you know, Dorito Day, and you, know, you get a free bag of Doritos if you go to whatever provider. The buzz that that creates. Uh, I heard something about Popeyes on social media. I don't know the details, but I know that that was big and going around um, relatively recently. The buzz it creates pays for itself in increased word of mouth, awareness, branding, and just general goodwill to justify any losses that they're taking when they're giving things away. The same can be true for your practice in a slightly different uh, mold or setting. So that concept, I think, is really powerful. Um, And... 
is something that that people can really latch onto, and if nothing else, allow it to open up your horizons, expand your horizons would be the correct phrase, or open up new pathways in your thinking to understand what value you can keep bringing your patients or your clients and how you can move the industry you know, forward. And again, I know I'm mentioning big companies. That's just so you can relate. It doesn't have to be on that scale. But think of what Uber did to the industry of taxis, what Airbnb did to the industry of hotels, what Amazon did to the post office and normal shipping. What All the changes that are taking place because these companies decided that they were going to offer a convenience. They didn't even need a service anymore. They just provide the convenience of linking two people together, you know, in the course of, in the context of rideshare or vacation rentals or whatever the case may be. And go from there. You know, uh, here in our office, here in the La Jolla area, the Sterling's Barber Shop, which has physical locations, sends a mobile unit to our office every other Monday. It parks in the parking lot. It's very nice inside. You're not sacrificing quality. The stylists are great. And if you work here in the building, you can go downstairs. You can book online, first of all, and you can go downstairs. You can show up. You can get your hair cut in about 30 minutes or you can get a beard trim or whatever work you need. And you can be back in work five minutes after that. No getting in your car, no driving, uh, no traffic. And you pop back up. And that convenience, and, and they give us a discount on top of that because we're in the building, but even if it was the same price or more, that convenience is invaluable. And now you factor that in with they take that same trailer and they go to a different office building every day of the week, and they're in a two-week rotation. And the, the clientele that they can build up, the goodwill that they can build up, now we're talking about Sterling's, we're Googling them, we're seeing their physical location, we can recommend it, tell other people in the office, tell other people in the office building. The, it snowballs because they're willing to kind of push the envelope. Yes, they did have to take a scary leap of faith to buy the Airstream. And fitted out. There were some sunk costs and they had to hire stylists. And I'm sure the first few days they tried it, they had to pay those stylists to sit around and do nothing all day. But once you get the system going, now you actually have a model that's incredibly scalable. That can be scaled way faster than your physical locations. All you need is another unit and another 14 office buildings or 10 office buildings to hit in two weeks. And there you go. If your margins are good, you just keep doing it over and over and over again. So let's get back to medicine a little bit, right? If you're an optometrist, if you're a dentist, um, chiropractor, I'd even loop into there. Maybe veterinarian would be a little bit harder, but think about the places your practice could go, provide a service, and then reap the benefits. So I have a dentist client who has just opened up a part-time location in a retirement home. I think he only has to show up once a month or maybe two days a month. And all the people that live in that retirement home can schedule their cleanings. If they're due that month, they can get work done. Most importantly, they can have preventative care, which is really important for seniors that are not being taken care of, you know, by younger people that are in a retirement home setting. You could see how their preventative care would slip and really cause serious issues. Optometrists, think about where you could go give eye exams or do prescriptions, right? There's a reason there is an optometrist inside the Costco next to the optical store. 
I guarantee you it drives the sales of their lenses up dramatically because people can get a prescription and then walk out and buy their lenses, especially if their prescription is out of date, right? It's the it's this juxtaposition of, oh, yeah, Costco, we have an optometrist right here. Come get that, and then we'll buy everything else. And then when you need your contacts, just call us and order it. We'll have it ready at the stand. There is a reason Walmart is installing veterinary clinics inside Walmarts. You know, that's rolling out over the next year and a half. There's a reason optometrists have always been inside Walmarts. You know, the people run independent practices in lens crafters. Think, think about who you can partner with and provide them added value. And this goes whether you're an associate doc looking for a side hustle or some side income or a huge practice owner looking for new ways of growth or someone middling in the middle, either looking to make a change or generate some extra revenue or just generate some extra buzz. You know, I've given you the easiest one, which is just hours and convenience, but there's so many little nuances to this idea of convenience and charging more to be available. And, you know, I'm sure I've run way over. Joe, what are we looking at time-wise? I actually didn't catch it when you threw me the 35. Oh, perfect. Not bad. Um, so when you think about what people will pay for nowadays and start with what are the biggest frustrations people have at your practice? What is the number one complaint? What is What are the top five complaints about your practice? Is it wait time? Is it availability? Is it how long people uh, are on hold? Is it how they can never get through? My general practice, which I won't name here, uh, just my general physician that I had to go see uh, for a physical, I had to call like seven times over the course of two days just to get past the voicemail to a person that could help me get my records. I was livid because I'm obviously busy. You know, I think everyone thinks they're busy, but I certainly am no exception there. And for me to have to mentally think about a task seven times over two days, keep remembering, keep calling, keep getting stuffed by the voicemail inbox, keep not getting a callback, all to just release my records to the person that's bothering me for them in the first place, which is why I even went in there. I can't put a value in hindsight on what I would have paid for a practice that just would have taken my physical, made sure my insurance company got the records and followed up and let me know when it was all done. I'd have paid hundreds of dollars for that in hindsight, maybe not at the time because I would have thought it would have gone smoothly. But that's this whole idea of concierge medicine, right? Like I will, if I ever have a serious health condition, this was just a physical, but if I ever need something, I don't want to be in a position where I have difficulty calling my doctor. I will pay double or triple or quadruple the price if it means that when I call, you answer, that when I call, I can talk to a person, I can talk to your staff, they know who I am, they can get me an answer to my question, they can take care of the work for me, they can coordinate. I'm happy to pay for that because I'm paying for much more than the medical service being rendered. I'm paying for someone to handle my problems, my concerns, my inconveniences, and make my life move faster. And I guess we'll end with just a quick side rant on that concept. You know, if you spin back one step as to why is convenience so valuable? Why is time more valuable than money to some people? Uh, why are we paying extra for 
these instant for instantaneous gratification, it's ultimately to speed everything up for life to go faster, for us to get more done before we die, you know, at the risk of being a little grim, to accomplish as much as possible, to accelerate what used to take a long time and get it done in a short amount of time. That's sort of at the base of all of this. You know, I haven't reflected on this for hours on end, but I think if you think about it a little bit, it's going to ring true and probably become more true the more I think about it. But we're trying to accelerate everything we do. I want my business to move faster. I want it to grow faster. I want my next 5,000 clients to come faster than my first 5,000. That's called scaling and growing and not just, you know, plateauing or, or moving up. We, everyone wants exponential everything. So when you give people the ability to speed things up, they, especially if they're savvy, will in turn give you more money because we can always earn more money. You can't make more time. You know, obviously extremely cliche, but it's true. You can generate income. You can have passive income from real estate or stocks. You can work extra. You can charge more. You can uh, have multiple ventures, whatever. Money can be generated. Time cannot. So either you're going to pay to move things faster. You're going to pay other people for their time, et cetera, et cetera. There's, you know, entire industries built around that. So if we're trying to speed everything up, we're trying to get things done, we're trying to cross things off of our to-do list, any obstacle to that is being met with greater resistance. And in today's world, we're so quick to change providers. You know, doctors used to be just the trusted family doctor, right? That's just who you go to. It's who everyone in the neighborhood goes to. It's just what you do. Why would you ever go anywhere else? Not the case anymore with competition. And lastly, especially if you if all of this is foreign or if you're listening along and you're trying to understand what I'm saying and it's not kind of native to you or it's not uh, just built into how you operate, you know, and this wasn't how I grew up. This is technology that I very slowly adopted over time. I'm a very slow adopter. I'm sure everyone was on all these platforms before I was, but now I use them more, in my opinion than anyone else. If my friend's going to give me a ride, but it's going to take him 30 minutes to get here, I'll just call an Uber or Lyft, save us time. I don't care about the cost because I'm saving 30 minutes. And especially the more successful you get, the faster time seems to go. And obviously the more your time is worth. And the only way you continue to get more successful is to free up your time so you can do the things that you're good at. And you don't have to worry about the things that you're not and, and not lose a lot of time that way. So it's this, this core desire that we have right now to speed things up, to accomplish things now, to stack up sacrifice and hard work and late nights and you know lack of sleep now to maximize the benefits that we're all going to receive later. You can feed into that kind of cultural phenomenon and make sure that you are offering that to your patients. And where I was going with all of this is the people that grew up in this world, not people like me, not the ones that have adopted it and use it and love it, but the people for whom the world never worked any other way, they are the next wave of patients. They are the next um, class 
of new workers. They are your 20-somethings. They will soon be your 30-somethings. And if you are looking at your practice, if you plan on owning your practice another 10, 15, 20 years, if you're a young doc and you want to have multiple locations and you want to grow and grow and grow, you need to be projecting ahead to what the world is going to look like. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to look at the youngest people that you can, you know, uh, reasonably speaking, and see what their expectations are and cater that to them now. Because even though they might not be ready to be your patient, everyone else who's alive is slowly picking up a lot of their habits and understanding that the world should work that way. And you're going to appeal to them now and you're going to become more appealing and then soon you're going to see all of your competitors doing it, but you would have had at least some success in being first. So uh, I think we'll close on that note. Obviously, once I get going on this, there's so much to talk about. We really could talk forever about this notion, but I do always want to root these in real stories. I'm trying to stick within a couple of days on every podcast. I'm trying to just think back to something that happened in the last day or two and spin that off into something greater that I think our listeners can uh, appreciate. Obviously, if you're just tuning in for the first time, go back to season one. We cover all the basics, you know, online marketing, websites, social media, review generation, content, blogging, Google ads, email marketing. It's all in there. And I'm going to revisit those topics, especially as things change. But Season two is meant to be a little more advanced. I'm hoping you've listened to season one. You didn't have to listen to every episode. Certainly there were over 20, but if you got a taste of what was going on and maybe you cherry picked um, the topics that you were interested in, season two, I really believe is going to have something for everyone uh, because we're talking about real things going on today. I think there's always something to glean, even if it's not your exact situation. You can borrow some of the lessons or understand what's going on around you um, and apply that to the situation that you're in. So, you know, thank you, everyone uh, who's made it this far. We're really excited. Obviously, a big thanks to the entire crew that's making this happen. And um, we can't wait to uh, to do it again. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Practice Growth with Praz. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, and if you have any questions or comments, please visit us at drmultimedia.com. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're constantly sharing new content as part of our mission to take online marketing topics and make them relevant to your practice. And if you like what you heard, please tell a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much for listening and we can't wait to do it again.